0: Hi, this is Eddie Markham, pastor of River of Life Church, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for taking the time and listening to our podcast. Hopefully you're going to be inspired and impacted by our message today. I also want to let you know what's going on here at River of Life. God has just been blessing us, and we have outgrown our facility, and the time has come for us to get into a new building. We need to get into a bigger building. So we have kicked off a building campaign this year, and we are moving forward, and God is blessing it. So we are reaching out to you, our podcast listening audience. And just want to encourage you that if you would like to participate and make a donation into our building fund, please head over to our website. It's www.rol-ag.com. And right on the homepage there is a little donate button. Click on that. Follow the instructions and just sow your seeds, sow into this ministry, and help us make this happen. I want to say thank you in advance, and I pray God continue to bless you and impact your life as you listen to the ministry at River of Life. Ephesians chapter 5. Would you go over there with me if you got your Bibles? Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 18. Paul the great apostle under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit writes to the church in Ephesus and he sees, sees river of life assembly of God in that email in other words this is what we're going to read is for you tell the guy person next to you this is for you this is for you and Paul says to us this morning the Holy Spirit says to us this morning do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation that's a good start May have debauchery as one translation, destruction is another. Here's my message: but be filled with the Spirit. But be filled with the Spirit. By the way, somebody got a job. So whoever you are, we're rejoicing on your praise report today. Father, I pray for the next few minutes that you will help us obey this command to be filled with your spirit. Many are empty, many are hurt, many are damaged, many are lost, even maybe in this place. But Father, all these different problems, you are the common solution, the common denominator. You are the solution, the answer, and I pray you have your way today in Jesus' name. As you find your way back to your seat, tell three people that you're going to be filled today, that you're going to be filled today, that you're going to be filled today. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. I do not have a series for this month. Instead, we're going to be doing some standalone messages as we look for December. I'm getting some things ready for the month of Christmas or or for Christmas. Can you believe the holidays are here? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Thanksgiving's on its way. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway. (laughs) Come on, Thanksgiving, people. I mean, I got in this place. Amen. Amen. Uh, But I, I do want to title this message Decision Day got your attention. This is uh, a big week for us in a, as a country uh, to make a decision, and so now I got your attention on that. I want to I talk about this this morning. Uh, we are going to go to the polls this Tuesday. Hopefully you're registered to vote, uh, because if you do not vote, you cannot complain about anything in Jesus' name. Amen. So it, it that's, if you don't vote, don't say nothing. You have to be able to vote. It, it's, it's a right that we have and so ho- Tuesday, you need to go and you need to vote. Our country's going to make some major decisions this Tuesday that will affect our country for years to come. Michigan is going to vote on some things and some proposals that can affect our state for generations to come. So I want you to go out and vote, but I want you to also know that I want to teach you today, and I want to talk about us today uh, of how to make a decision, another decision that I would say is even more important than, than voting. is something we do every four years. I want to show you how we need to make a daily decision that will affect our lives for eternity. Let me tell you this. I don't know what the country is going to be like 10, 20 years from now. And I, I want to vote righteously. You need to vote biblically. You need to vote according to the uh, ethics and morals of the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. That's how you vote as a Christian. Your Christianity should trump any political party. Say amen in Jesus' name. Uh, that's just how it is. It's Jesus first, and everything else is secondary. There's no one out there on either side that is 100% in line with the Word of God anyway. So you need to use the Word of God in discernment and wisdom. But I will tell you this, that no matter what the future holds for America... You have got to learn to do this one thing that I'm going to talk about here today so that you can make it through whatever happens in Washington. You know, there may be a time where it will be illegal for us to meet together at church this morning. And it's already illegal. Many things are now legalized that, was, that, that contradicts the word of God. And there may come a time here in, in wonderful America where we are not able to do what we're doing here right now. Do you know that there are churches right now in other places of the world that are meeting in basements and in places right now, it's happening in Sudan and China, all over the world, it's happening right now. They have portions of that Bible, and they, they hold it so dear and true because it's so valuable. They risk their lives when they come in to worship God. And we don't understand that because it hasn't hit our shores yet in America. I mean, we look at that scripture, blessed are the persecution, and we go, yeah, that was, that's me. I was made fun of at lunch today when I prayed over my meal. I Thank you, Lord. Come, blessed are the person that's not persecution and we don't understand that uh, mentality at all i'm telling you if it does i hope it does. not america is still blessed because there's a remnant here and we are no matter how crazy it gets out there god's blessing is still on this land we are still sending missionaries out we are still preaching the gospel god has not forsaken america we are a blessed people we will always be a blessed people but no matter how hard it gets out there, if you don't learn to do this one thing today, you're going to get swept into the culture and whatever the media, whatever the majority of people say and do, you're going to find yourself following after this. So I want to talk about something today, that, 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 talk about decision day, I want to talk about how to make a daily decision of to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because this time of year is very sensitive, very special to me, because tomorrow... 21 years ago, I made a decision to follow Jesus tomorrow 21 years On my 20th spiritual birthday last year this time last year. How many went to Israel with me? We were at River Jordan, Roger getting baptized in the River Jordan last night Tyler was over, and we we all watched the the video highlight of Israel and how awesome that is and uh, if you if you missed it, don't be bad we 're going to go again in jesus name amen and and uh, but last year this time, I was getting baptized but listen i've made it twenty one years because of this one thing that I want to show you today, and that is this simple scripture I mean, I'm just going to Preach for a little bit, a couple little illustrations, a couple of things that I want to bring out, and then we're going to pray, and I going to show you how to do this. Many of you last week came out of the graveyard. Well, I want to show you what you need to do to stay out of the graveyard. I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm excited when the church is packed and when people give their hearts to the Lord. But, you know, I'm starting to now not get so excited when I see that. What really gets my heart is when I see you last in five months, six months, eight months, two years, three years, four years. Then I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And so my heart bleeds for those that get, that get swept out by life or by the enemy or by the culture or by whatever else. But I'm going to show you today some things out of the scripture that uh, will refresh your memory on some of you and some others of you may be brand new. But I want to talk to you about this for a few minutes, about being filled. A couple of things in this little passage that I want to bring out and Actually, there's three of them. You can't have a message without three points, amen? So i to give you something to write down, but, uh, but I want your heart, I want you to get filled with, with this. I want you to see, number one, that this is a commandment. I want you to see that this is a commandment. How many's heard of the scripture? How many's not heard of the scripture? That's okay, raise your hand. How many's not heard, amen? How many would not raise your hand if Jesus was standing on this pulpit today? <sighs> Come on, 930. How many heard the scripture? Do you know it's a commandment? When it comes to the Holy Spirit, we're always told to respond to the Holy Spirit, even getting saved. Do you know that you cannot just choose to be a Christian? The Bible says, the Bible says, Jesus said, that no one can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws you. So in other words, you're sitting here today because somewhere in your life, the Holy Spirit of God drew you to him. It could have came through an invitation, maybe on social media. Maybe you're visiting with us today, and you saw it on social media. And you came, and the Holy Spirit worked in your heart when you read that and seen that. Somewhere there was a drawing that took place. And if you made the decision to follow Jesus, it was simply you responding to the Holy Spirit. Getting uh, all these things with the Holy Spirit. But here, we're commanded to participate in this. We're commanded to be filled with. With the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy, Paul again writes to young Timothy, You've heard this. If not, you're gonna hear it. He says, This, I remind you. It's, see, we forget things. We forget things. Corinthians, he says it again. He says, I gotta remind you of the gospel. Sometimes we need to be reminded uh, of what happened when we went to youth convention, when we went to camp, and, and when we had this experience. Because some of you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe umpteen years ago or many years ago. Or like my nephew Josiah told me some, some jokes this weekend uh, you, and about being old. And you're so old, you got... I said, yeah, you got, you're so old. He said, do you know any of these old jokes? I said, yeah. Josiah's nine. And, he's, and I said, uh, yeah, you're so old. You got beeper, You got a Moses beeper number. You know, that was, that was, that was hilarious. And he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I realized that my old jokes are old. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And, um, But what about lately? What about you you, you getting filled with the Holy Spirit lately? I'm telling you, the Bible predicts some crazy times that's coming upon the the world today. In the last days, perilous times will come. And so you've got to learn to do this. He says, I remind you to what? To stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear. It seems like that fear and, and intimidation. It's what causes us not to practice this thing right here. i got this little illustration. I haven't done this in a while, but I thought I'd do this. And um, this, is, this is a simple little illustration. Maybe you saw it. But this right here represents you and I, everybody uh, here, I- every human being. And when we get saved, God just puts his deliciousness in us. <laughs> Isn't that so true? He just, he just puts his wonderful spirit in our lives and makes us delicious. Well, you know what? This is how many Christians are. You have the Spirit of God in you, but you know what? You look the same exact way you did before the Spirit even got in you. You taste the same. You look the same. There's no difference for many people. But the Bible tells us to what? To stir it up. And I read to you to be filled. I want you to see what happens to this. Obviously, it turns to also Josiah's favorite drink. <laughs> this is true. Look at that. But I want you to see something. I want you to see what's happening inside of this little cup. It's obviously chocolate milk, but the chocolate is, is getting into every bit of that white chocolate or that white milk. It, it is just totally filled with it, and it's completely changed the way it looks. It changed the way it tastes. Mmm. Mmm. Woo, no wonder he likes chocolate milk. I mean, it didn't even tastes different. And you know what? We don't even call it milk no more. It's called chocolate milk. Why? Because when people see this simple little illustration, when they see this little glass, they don't just see milk, they see the effects of it being stirred with a substance that can override and can dominate. It's very nature. So I want you to know something. It changes. It gets involved in in the milk and in all the dairy. And it's just everything that's in the molecules or whatever. I'm not a biologist or whatever. I'm a milkologist or whatever. But it gets in there and it changes. That's exactly what Ephesians tells us to do. You've got the spirit in you if you said yes to Jesus. But I want to tell you today and challenge you. We're commanded to don't let it settle into the bottom of your life. feel God. My friends don't even see a difference in me. And I taste the same when I'm around people. I'm still bitter. I'm still angry. Pastor Eddie, what do I need to do? Do I need to download Elevation's new song or Hillsong or Bethel? Do I need this sermon? Listen, that might help you, but what you really have, your answer has been with you all the time. I just want to remind you that you got to stir it up today. Stir it up. Tell somebody, stir it up. Stir it up in you. Someone said to my pastor, I'll never forget he told this story, he, he was boarding a plane and a stewardess was on, on board and said, hey pastor, I go to your church and he was like, oh, that's so awesome, and she said, man, I gave my heart to the Lord at that outreach that you did, and, uh, and by the way, our turkey giveaway outreach is going to be on that Saturday night. Let me just put a plug in for it. Come on out if you ain't doing nothing, and help fill this place up. We're going to go for 50 families, and we've got, uh, we've already started to get calls, and I want that Saturday night to be just as full as Sunday. It's going to be a different message than we preach on that Sunday, but uh, I want you to come out to these, this outreach, and it, it'd be really good. And this one stewardess said to the pastor. She said, "Oh, I just feel so good. I just want to ask you something. Does this feeling always stay with me? Do you ever lose this feeling?" And I'll never forget what he said. He looked at her and he said, "It does. You don't have to lose it. You don't have to. Let me tell you today. You don't have to lose." The, the victory in your life. You don't have to lose what God did last month, a whole series of coming out and relationships. You don't have to lose what God did and what God has given you. You don't have to lose. You just got to stir it up. I want to ask you, where is your heart right now this morning, church? Are you just here because you just, you just can't wait to get through the service and, and get to the end of the service? And, and I'm not judging you. I'm just saying a lot of times in church tradition, we come because it's church tradition, and that's the things to do, and we know we're on a clock, and we know we got to get out of here, and if you don't watch it, you don't monitor your spirit, you'll get into this rut, which my dad used to always say is just a a grave with the ends knocked out of it. And it's just like, get through the service. What's he going to preach today? What's he wearing today? What's his points? It's cool. Uh, graphics. You know. And we kind of get through that kind of thing. I want to ask you, are you hungry for the presence of God? Are, 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 you, are you hungry for more of God in your life? You've got to stir it up. Tell somebody you've got to stir it up. It's a commandment. Second thing, I want you to see the contrast. He gives us a contrast. He gives us a contrast, and he says do not, he, he uses it in, in, in alcohol. And I don't want to talk about alcohol all day, but since he used it, the Bible used it in, in its context, then it's appropriate to talk about it. But in the ancient days and in culture, wine was very prevalent. They had all kinds of different wines, sweet wine, unfermented wine, fermented wine, strong drink. It was all these wines or water. It was not like today going to 7-Eleven and you have 21 choices to choose from. I want you to... There's no 7-Eleven in Jerusalem. Might be now. But it was uh, fruit juices, wine, or water. And you got sick when you drank the water. You had to boil it. And so they had different kinds and different wines. So it was very common... Drunkenness was a serious problem. That's why scripture talks so much about drunkenness in the New Testament. And when they got saved and, got, and become a Christian, they knew God didn't want them to do that. And so they've tried to run away and abstain from it. And there's all these scriptures. So, but Paul uses wine and alcohol in there to contrast the, in a negative sense what, ne- what alcohol can do to your life versus what the Spirit of God can do in your life. I love how the New Living Translation says it like this. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Let's go home. Instead, instead, everyone say instead. Instead. Be filled with the Spirit. Can I tell you that Christianity is all about instead? It's not about what I can't do and i got to give this up and i got to quit that. and quit. The Bible says throw off sin, put your sinful nature to dead. But the very next scripture says, but be alive to God. So it's not about changing, it's about growing. It's not about changing up, it's about growing up. you got to learn to grow up into the things of God. Where he's not having to tell us what to do, we want to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> Change up. Decision day, I'm going to get filled. What does alcohol do when it it controls you? You lose your control when you're under the influence of alcohol. You say things you don't mean to say. You're happy and laugh for one moment, and then you're violent and angry. And many destruction and many homes have been affected seriously and negatively because of this thing the first time wine is mentioned in the bible the very first time noah got made a vineyard got drunk the very first time it involves a curse and a dysfunctional issue in the family first time it's introduced in scripture it controls us, and you're under the the influence, and you lose your your ability you to do things and you and to think of things. Well, Paul is saying just like that has a negative effect in your life. I want you to learn to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, where where every fiber of your mind and body, soul and spirit, every decision you make on Tuesday, it's not going to be filtered through the lens of a Democratic or Republican or what your family taught you or what your race. Said. You should vote, or what your mindset should say, but what the Spirit of God who lives in you is telling you to vote. That's how you vote. That's how you make a difference. That's how you raise your kids. That's what you do when you get paid. When you get every decision of your life, if you're gonna be chocolate, if nice don't sit down there, and yeah, I got the spirit of God. Hashtag I got it on my b- my window, River Ready, I'm River Ready. I'm ready, river ready to do what I want to do. But when you're controlled under a substance, it's a totally different person. You don't even know that person sometimes. Have you ever met someone that was controlled all the time by a substance, and when they get sober and they're not controlled, you don't even know that person? And I change direction in your life you'll realize that you don't have a whole lot in common with some people. I don't have time to go down here today, but I'm just telling you. I want to tell you, man, when you trade up, Paul says when you learn to be controlled by the wonderful Holy Spirit in your life. Look what he says. He begins to give us a contrast in the next few verses. He said, look what it does. It, it will give you, you'll be speaking to one another in psalms and, and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing. In other words, you'll have a song. You'll have to walk around with, oh, or whatever. It's not literally singing a song, unless you may be. But he's talking about you're going to have an attitude of joy in your heart. I don't have no joy, pastor. Stir it up. The joy is in your, he's got the spirit of joy in you. The problem is you got to learn to stir it up. Timothy, stir it up. Don't be afraid of what they're going to say. Stir up the gift that is within you. Stir it up. He says thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a natural result of being stirred by the Holy Spirit. Peace, joy. You begin to speak life. But look at the contrast. The contrast do not even change, it not only changes your attitude, but it changes your life. Now, I hate to show all of you, I haven't done this in a long time, but I want to show you a picture of how my life was when I was controlled by a substance. 21 years ago, tomorrow, this was me. 21 years ago, tomorrow, this was me, about 22, 23 years old, being arrested again. I had several of these to look through, by the way. And my life was just filled with addiction. My life was just, you hear the stories, well, there it is. It's it's something that I just don't preach about. It's something that I lived, and my girls didn't have a dad. I had money. I had a job. Always had money. I had a very strong work ethic in my family. My dad said, boy, you don't work, you ain't going to eat in this house. I don't care how you feel. Put the game down. Go get a job. McDonald's is hiring. You ain't too good to work at Mickey D's. Start with the dishwasher. We didn't have a machine. Mama was a dishwasher, but she said, "I don't want to just share this burden alone. It's so good. I want to pass it on to you. You're now a dishwasher. You're now a dishwasher." So I had a job, but my problem was is I didn't have the spirit of God in my life. But I want you to know, I made a decision. I made a decision 21 years ago, and this is what I look like the next, just, a, just after I made that decision, here's another one, boom, any day now, I'll put that up, thank you, there I am, there's several pictures of me reading, I'm with my family, I'm reading that word, there are so many pictures of me reading my word, I did not even realize that I was always, you know, I should have seen it, because back then it wasn't so, you know, it was like, Put a new cube on. Wait a minute, hold that pose. Oh, then we have the automatic rewind. I'm actually on my way to Brownsville Revival in Florida. We stopped at a hotel room. That's exactly where that picture is taken. Ignore the socks and sandals, please. Don't do that in Jesus' name. I'm talking about transformation. 10 years later, from standing in Lincoln Park and holding that mugshot, here's me with my family. Next picture getting our license and my credentials as a minister of Assemblies of God. Glory to God. I wanted to demonstrate to you today that I'm only here, and that only happened in my life because I learned how to make a daily decision to be filled with the Spirit of God every day, every week. Every time I feel empty, every time I feel dry, every time my well is empty, and I got nothing to preach and nothing to say and nothing to counsel, and I want to go meet you and help you with your marriage, but I'm tired of hearing about the problems. It's driving me nuts. I know I need to get away from God and be filled in my spirit to do it again. That's how you make it. That's how you do it. And it's the same thing that's going to happen in your life. This is a crazy world out there. Who knows what's going to happen in, like I said, five or ten years. The best thing I think could happen to America is we taste a little bit of persecution. My personal opinion, you can disagree, but persecution is really the only way faith grows is when it's tested. I'm just saying, I, I don't want it. I don't want my grandkids. I don't want that. But I'm telling you, so I had to learn some new habits. Come on, I'm trying to go fast today only had one scripture. But Paul, I learned this in Timothy again. I love, I've just been in Timothy lately. Paul says to young man, do not waste time arguing. I don't argue with people. Don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives tales, superstitions, but I love this. Instead, train yourself to be godly. What am I saying? I'm telling you, you're going to have to learn. Paul says, Timothy, there's some things I can do for you but they're this thing about being filled this thing about stirring it up you got to learn to do it yourself you learn some bad habits you learn how to be under the influence of alcohol which no one will tell you today their first taste they loved it it tastes like radiator fluid i mean it's a, it's a, when the first drink but you'd learn to develop a taste for that You learn to to get past it to get that buzz. You you learn to do these bad things, and you learn to steal and to lie and to manipulate and to cheat. You kind of learn how to do that. Where Paul says, "You've learned some bad things." Now, let me tell you, you got to train yourself. You got to learn some good things. Replace those bad things and replace them with some good things. And train yourself to do what God's called you to do. You got to train yourself. Tell your neighbor, train yourself. You can do it. I had to learn how, how to do this thing 21 years ago. This day, I was at my mom and dad's house. It was uh, Monday or Tuesday, and it was Steve's birthday. And I remember the Holy Spirit has been pulling me to serve him for a long time. but I didn't know if I can live the life. I had my issues, whatever. And I remember just seeing the blessing on Steve's life and his girlfriend, shy and quiet. <laughs> Teresa was her name. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Lindsay's first time where she met my dad, I think it was the first time she said, Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm going to marry your son. Isn't that what she said? That was Lindsay. Hey, focused. You know what I'm saying? I know what I want in life. I'm going to get it. I'm telling you right now. Hi. Remember the first time I met her? Shy, what happened to that, Lindsay? No, I'm just kidding. And I watched the blessing upon their life, and I said, Man, the Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. I can get up here and, and tell you, Man, quit that stuff, quit that. If you're sinning, stop it. It leads to destruction. Hello, it's eventually Barney always says, Tires always rise in a landfill. Had no idea what that meant coming from Southwest Detroit. But later I learned that you're not supposed to put tires in the landfill or in the dump. And if you do, over time it rises and you get caught. I said, Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Sooner or later, the wages of sin will come collecting on your life. He's going to say, Do you enjoy that buzz? I'm here to take your marriage. You enjoy that little feeling? I'm here to take your kids. I'm going to turn your kids onto this. It's legal by the way. I'm going to teach him how to do this. I know you went this far, but the wages of sin, see, once you open the door to disobedience, God can't help you. You've allowed me to come in, and I didn't come to just patty cake. Jesus said, my mission statement is to come to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. You're made in the very image of God. You may not like yourself. I hate you because you look like God. You represent the only thing that can hold me from what I thought I needed to be, and that is to be sitting next to Jehovah God. So I'm going to take you out pastor Eddie how do you overcome that this is how you overcome it come on stir it up you don't overcome the devil with chocolate milk you overcome him. some of you are like I'm confused he had me I was feeling it pastor Eddie with that knocking thing Ooh, do it again I'm going to tell you something, you're not always going to feel it. 21 years tomorrow, Ennis. not always feeling it, man. But I've learned. That's why I'm commanded to do it. I think about the contrast. I think about how it was. Read it all in the Word of God. We were in, were in, in the kingdom of darkness. God translated us into the kingdom of light. Our eyes were blind. Now we can see. Mama sung about it. Didn't you love that when Mama was singing? I grew up as a little kid. Mom used to play with him long Goldilocks. Just have faith and vision it right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> she used to say, she used to sing those songs. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When he takes me by the hand, leads me through that promised land. What a day. I mean, I used to remember them songs, Glorious Day. That's like the... Uh, Our new generation song would be Mercy Me, Uh, I Can Only Imagine. I I think if you listen to that song, it's about the same, uh, talking about what it's going to be like when we see Jesus. You see, so when the struggle begins to get real in your life, I want you to look at the contrast. That's what Paul is trying to do here with the whole wine thing, with the whole alcohol, the whole substance and being controlled. And lastly, he simply says that we have to do this continually. Because it don't come out in English, but the word be filled is a Greek verb that means to continuously practice. That's what that means in the, in the original language. When the Ephesians got this letter, they read it like this. Do not be drunk on wine, which leads to trouble. Many I can hear them in that church in Ephesus. Amen to that, right? Because <laughs> it was like everywhere in their day. But wait, he's not done, guys. Paul says to be constantly, daily, All the time, be filled and stir your Spirit of God in your life every time you feel yourself getting weak. Last thing I'm going to say is there's one baptism but many fillings. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, the Spirit of God descended. They were filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. It's called baptism in the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Spirit. That's when you go from having chocolate in your cup to chocolate having you. That's going from, I got the Spirit of God, I said the prayer, to the Spirit has me. I'm living the life. That happens when you're filled with the Spirit of God. They were baptized in the Spirit once, but in Acts chapter 4, go ahead and put that up. Thank you, Koban. Two chapters later, they didn't make it very far. How many realize you won't make it very far from Sunday? I mean, it just fades. There's a book out John Kilpatrick wrote, When the Glory Fades... Brownsville Revival had its day. It was sweet. Missionaries and pastors all over the world. One of the professors at my daughter's school who come alongside and helped Miranda was saved in the Brownsville Revival. It's, a, it's changed. Revival will do that. Revival is an awakening to the presence of God. And In church, you'll kind of hate church when the presence of God ain't there. You can have structure and order, but I've got to have the presence in that church. I got to feel something. I got got to got to just have I got to have something in my I don't know what you call it. We call it energy. You call it whatever it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Two chapters later it says that hey guys, we're about to go out and minister to the city. And we got a lot of information, Peter and all this they told us about Jesus, but we don't have enough. And so what did they do? They prayed. The place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And look what it did. They began to uh, speak the word of God, speak the word of God with boldness. Come on, can we stand right now? Let's just do that. Let's do that in this place at 9.30. Whatever time it is. You get enough rest last night? Got that extra hour, and now you need to get a burst in your spirit. We got some time, and I just want you right now, as this worship team, as they sing, I want us to do that right now. I want to give you an opportunity to be filled. Come on, let's just begin to pray, as they did right there in Acts 4. Leave that up there, uh, Kovan. It says they prayed. Come on, we pray. Father, Father, I don't know who needs to hear this today. I don't know who is the driest, who, who maybe someone's struggling. I don't, I don't know, God, but Lord, I'm just being obedient right now. And Father Lord, we just want you right now. We want you to fill us right now in our spirit. We want to be filled right now in Jesus' name. Come on, if you need to be filled, I want you to come out of your seats. I want you to just load up this box right here. I want you to load up this, this altar area. If you need to be filled, if you need to be refilled. Come on, come on up here and just lift your hands to the Lord. And just get up in here and just let the Holy Spirit's going and just fill you. You thirsty, you need to come. Get a drink from the Holy Spirit today. Just lift your hands to him. And He's going to come in your life, and He's going to fill you, and He's going to change you. Come on, just get your mind upon God right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on. If you need, if you need more, if you need more, come on up, come on up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want us to just pray together for a minute before we start laying on of hands. I want us to just pray for a minute together. Come on, give more time for you to come up as we sing, as we sing right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. all have is you, hallelujah, hallelujah, father, we need to be filled in this place. Undo the veil, hallelujah, hallelujah, just empty yourself right now, of your worries, your concerns, so empty yourself of self right now. Just get rid of it right now, right now, right now. It's coming out, it's Everything away, Jesus. We need more, we need more, we need more, we Till all know. I have hallelujah. is you, <as> hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, unto the veil. when you go from independent to dependent. I can sit up here and tell you right now, when I first got saved, I was like, okay, I got this. I'm I'm young. I got a lot of of seal. Man, the older I get, I get reminded when Jesus says, you can't do nothing without me. I am the vine. What did he say? You're the branches. I remember I highlighted it at 25 years old. Oh, that's good. That'll preach. Now I'm like, I can't get up. I can't put my clothes on. I can't get out of this bed in the morning without your presence. And you know what? I don't want to get out of this bed in the morning. I don't want to do life without you. He says, then stir it up, Eddie. First thing you do, don't stir it up. I pray you never look at chocolate milk the same again, in Jesus' name. I pray you get filled with the Holy Spirit when you make you a glass. (laughs) Woo! Just the Holy Ghost just knock you out. You go to McDonald's and order a chocolate milk. Twenty minutes later, you're out there just praying in the Holy Ghost. They, I don't know what you got. They're going to say, but I want some of that because my life is a mess. My family's falling apart. What do you got? It's the Spirit of God. So we're going to worship. You got to go home. You go home. God bless you. Have a great week. I want you to bless you. Um, but if you want to stay, continue. Stay for the second service. i will just get warmed up. Father, I thank you for your presence tonight. I pray this word will go home with us. Remind us. We are reminded to stir it up it up in our heart, God, so we can make it. God, I want to make it another 21 years. I'm not done, Father. This is just the beginning of something great here in Belleville, uh, uh, Southeast Michigan. God, you have been brewing and working and pouring into this ministry, God. and We know we are just seeing results of what you're going to do. Father, help us to stay filled so we can do Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God. A church of His presence, His promises, and all people.